I will take what is mine with and blood. Welcome to the Make Westeros Great Again podcast, the greatest podcast that ever was or will be. We are here to cover HBO's Game of Thrones, and most importantly, we are here to make Westeros great again. My name is Kevin of House Stabby Stab. And my name is Andrew of House Dead Before Sunrise. All right, Kevin, we're here to talk about the episode, The Long Night. Uh, and it was a pretty long night. <laughs> you know, I have I think I've had a couple of those in my life. You know, it's like, man, this is just... You see the sunrise, like man, that was a long night for Jon Snow and company and co. This was a pretty long night, Kevin. It was a very long night, Andrew. Uh, great episode. I think there's a lot of takes that we're gonna have today. I look forward to hearing yours. A lot of folks seemingly, and obviously we're recording a little later than we usually do. That's my fault. I've been out of town, so we're coming to you on Wednesday night. Still plenty of time to listen to this great episode before the next show on Sunday. Andrew, it, it seems like uh, there's been a lot of negative reaction to this here, uh, this this here show. I think yeah. people people are picking nits. Would you agree with so, that? Sure. And so maybe it's better that we're doing a little bit later on in the week. It's Wednesday as we're recording this. Um, and so Sunday night, you got your you're like, you know, burst of enthusiasm, like, whoa, what did I just watch? This right. was great. And then you like, maybe you get on Twitter and like, oh, there's a couple people complaining. And then, <laughs> you know, you, you listen to your, your standard slate of Game of Thrones podcast come Monday morning. And then like, oh man, they didn't really like it. And then some of the Tuesday ones come out like, oh, they didn't really like it either. <laughs> but we're coming back around on Wednesday to tell you that your initial instinct listener was correct that this was a really good episode. A couple things that let's talk about, and then we'll get into some some real wildfire hot takes because I think we've got some scorchers today. <laughs> uh, after we talk about the box score and the Hall of Fame nominees, maybe an update on the Rookie of the Year. But I think what people uh, are, are saying, particularly, is that not enough people died. But there's my take on that. We both predicted a lot of people died, a lot more than actually happened. But there is no other TV show on TV where you could be watching it like this or even in a movie where you saw someone at any point in the episode, they could have died. And you literally feared for them, even including Daenerys and Jon Snow. You thought they could die. It took eight seasons of this show to get them to care about you to care about every single character in a battle. No other TV show can do that. Just because they didn't kill everyone off does not make it a bad episode. Yeah, Andrew, I actually cared about the Night King. I found myself concerned about him. I mean, <laughs> there was there was a there was a it, there, you're right. There were there were times at every point in the episode where you were like, oh man, is wait, is Danny gonna go down? You know, like and, and, oh man, John is not looking good. You know, like there's there were there were times at, throughout the entire episode where you definitely, especially poor Sam. Sam went down like 16 times. You know what? <laughs> he had there was some tears. <laughs> there were some tears for Samwell, we got, but uh, he was a fighter. He was kind of Mr. Stabby Stab. You know, when they were just doing the montage of like checking in with all the people, he was doing some stabby stabs. I guess he looked a little, a little scaredy scared. Uh, now I'm not going to power rank him as like number one fighter, but he did okay. He survived. Sam. He, he yeah. did something right. Uh, that is true. Well, Andrew, I, 
I, I think you're right. This was a good episode. I think the first thing you got to just get over is this was this was unlike any piece of television anyone has ever seen. Like that's the right. first part about it, right? Like stop all the takes and just sit back and think about what you just watched. Like there's nothing ever like that ever. Do you, you may realize, not be ever left after this. Like this is right. Do you realize that? Like the bachelor is also a television program <laughs> that's on television. And this is also a television program that's on television and they're being, they're the same thing. You know, it's like comparing, uh, caviar to dog food. You know, it's the same thing. Like we've got to realize what we're eating here. Uh, cause it's, it's, it's a quite the feat. There's still a lot of storytelling left around this. Like this was a really uh, focused episode on the battle. We're going to get to the nuance around it, which I think some people were missing, but we're going to get to that because we've got three episodes left. Um, but you know what? I, I really want to get into some of these fire hot takes. Uh, so let's just go on and, and do some of the, the stat keeping. Yes. Um, I, Andrew, I, I, I got to stop you right there. I am so excited for the box score. You are right. the official scorekeeper of the Make Westeros Great Again podcast and certainly the official scorekeeper of Game of Thrones when it comes to counting deaths. I'm sure you have been working very, very hard since the beginning and probably rewatched this episode, what, 13 or 14 times to try to get an well, accurate count. I look forward to hearing, Andrew, who exactly was the MVP based on kills that you saw on screen as you have been tracking for at least four seasons. Andrew, can you tell me uh, who killed the most people and exactly how many did they kill? Well, let's not, let's not get there yet. What? We're not, we're not going to get there yet. No? So no, I did rewatch the episode, but I only rewatched it once. Okay. It's been a busy week, right? <laughs> uh, I, at a certain point, like I started to try to do this, uh-huh. and, but at a certain point, I realized that like, you know what? I've got better things to do with my life <laughs> than to try to do this. And actually I think it would have ruined the episode like completely. Cause it would have like, if I would have dissected it too much. So this is what I did. Okay. I decided, and I think this is legitimate. I decided to chalk up this episode as if it were a major league baseball steroid era, like 96 to 2000 <laughs> where things were let's 2001 through the bonds record-breaking year 96 to 2001 post post strike where everyone was on steroids and statistics just didn't count during that time too many home runs too many rbis it wasn't real and they're killing dead people it was just guys swinging swords it was hard to tell what was going on so we're just not going to do it (laughs) everyone's Everyone's going to let's go ahead and give everybody all the humans. We're going to go ahead and give them an equal of 100. We're going to give them 100 <laughs> kills uh, and we'll move on from there. Uh, Arya is going to get 101. That's fair. And everybody else gets about equal. So you're willing to put a big old asterisk next to the Battle of Winterfell. Is that what I'm hearing yep, here? Huge asterisk. It's just yeah. a big ass asterisk. Just a bit. <laughs> like everybody's gonna be like, oh yeah, that was better. Winterfell. Like we get it. We get it, Andrew. You you're busy. You got stuff to do. Sammy uh, Sosa, it does not count. Sorry, and Sammy. I'll tell you this as well. If I would have done it, it wouldn't have been accurate. It wouldn't even have been close <laughs> to being legitimate. So we're just going to chalk it up to steroid era asterisk. And if anyone else wants to go ahead and fill in those gaps, more than welcome to you are more than welcome to, 
But that for for the sake of this podcast and the official scorecard, that's where we're going to keep it at. All right, you I, can you can I, appeal to the commissioner, but uh, <laughs> that's what we're going to do. I was just going to say the letters has already been drafted. It is it is on its way to the commissioner. A very very sternly worded letter uh, in in opposition to this take, but. I, I understand it very much because uh, I, I, I too think it would have taken you, I don't know, about 15 rewatches to get that right. Probably. <laughs> and even then, probably not. You're right. So let's let's move on from that, Andrew. Uh, do you want to talk about, I think we have to like mention Hall of Fame, don't we? Or, or do we want to do MVP first? Your call. Um, well, let's do Hall of Fame. So to be... Uh... To become a nominee for the Hall of Fame uh, of this podcast or the Game of Thrones Hall of Fame, there's one requirement, and that requirement is that you must die. We haven't had any uh, deaths that would uh, lead to a nomination this year uh, up until this episode other than poor Ned Umber. But Mm -hmm. I I think we determined that he was not going to be a Hall of Famer. But we do have several candidates and I'll just go through those. And of course, these are voted on by the uh, Baseball Writers Association of Westeros <laughs> uh, about whether they get into the Hall of Fame or not. But uh, we've got a couple that we need to consider. Uh, and I'm going to go through these um, from most prominent to least. Uh, we're going to go Jorah Mormont, Theon Greyjoy, Dolores Ed, Melisandre, Beric Dondarrion, and the Night King. And I did that based on the number of episodes they appeared in. Now, I will tell you that this is the highest number of episodes appeared in deaths that we've ever seen. Jorah appeared in 51 episodes, goes down. Theon, 46. Dolores Ed, 33. Melisandre, 29. Beric and Darien, 13. And the Night King, uh, while he was very formidable, he was only in eight episodes so there we are kevin let's just go through these uh, fairly quickly but you know i think we need to touch on some of these jorah mormont what are his great deeds are they enough for him to get into the hall of fame so he saved danny like 16 times uh also tried to like spied on her and sort of i, I tried gotcha. to kill her. He, was involved he, i gotcha no i mean that's also a, a feat like, i think that should be on his list that's true good point didn't accomplish uh, it. So I can maybe that's a negative. <laughs> he did, uh, you know, successfully reverse grayscale. I know he had some help, but that's like, that's Ooh, a thing. That's a big um, he, he, he survived a, tri- a long trip with, with drunk Tyrion, uh, drunk, sad Tyrion. So that's a feat. If you, I mean, I'm not sure many people could have done that. Uh, let's see. He, he, he knows how to speak Dothraki. Like that's a feat. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Andrew. I, I think he probably has a lot of feats, uh, most notably defending Danny at the end here and and bringing uh, bringing honor to maybe to his house in, in the in the form of uh, swinging that sword on the battlefield. I, I tend to think that that he probably deserves uh, a Hall of Fame nominee, uh, mostly because he's not. He was never going to get his house, right? I mean, he was never going to be uh, Jorah Mormont, you know, the, the the guy that has the Mormont sword and that that brings the line because he he was obviously uh, uh, sent out of Westeros for his not great deeds early on, which I think we have to count against him, right? This is a cost-benefit analysis. So, but at the end of the day, uh, I, I think I let him in. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think he is... 
uh, borderline. But I think he can probably get in. You know, we're talking Hall of Fame here. We're not just talking about, like, you know, Richard Jefferson, who was, like, pretty good, you know, on some championship teams, but, like, not going to make the Hall of Fame. Right. Uh, he was on some championship teams. He won some battles. But is he a Hall of Famer? I think just because of his duration and impact, I think he gets in. But, uh, you know, beyond that, didn't, I don't know. I, so I'm not a book reader, but tell, remind me, of, didn't he win some tourneys back in the day, too? Probably. I think he was like a, a legit tourney guy. I mean, so assuming that's the case, and I think I read that somewhere, I, I'm willing to give him uh, the, the guy's a legit fighter. Like, I think we can all say that we saw him sure. not in his prime and he was still, and he was legit. still good. Yeah. All right, well, we'll put Jorah in at least our votes for it. It's yeah. the baseball writers who will have to come of up course. with that. Uh, next one, Theon Greyjoy. Theon uh, most famously did take Winterfell. You know, <laughs> so that's something the Night King couldn't even do. Good point. <laughs> Night Good King point. did not take Winterfell. Theon Greyjoy did take Winterfell. Uh, he did go several, several, several seasons of uh, grueling torture. Whether that's a plus or a minus, it's just true. Yep. He uh, helped Sansa escape. That's and a big then win. Beyond that, he uh, he chickened out in a naval battle, and then kind of went and received or took his sister back, and then defended Bran. I'm gonna say no on Theon. I'm yeah, he's kind of all over the place. Uh, I, I'm with you. No on Theon. I, I'm not sure it really warrants much discussion either. I mean, he sure. he did go down swinging. He was pretty solid uh, there at the uh, at the old tree, uh, taken down. Uh, I mean, if you were counting dudes that got killed, like Theon's probably way up there. Sure. They they showed a lot of Theon kills. Like they they were showing him going to town. So, I mean, I guess given that, but yeah, I'm with you. It's not even, not even a discussion. All right. Next, we've got a role player. And Dolores said, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Uh, You know, Lord being Lord Commander is a big accomplishment. Uh, He would be, I believe, the 200th Lord Commander or Mm. something like that. There's not been that many. Uh, But, you know, he is a role player. He wasn't Lord Commander for that long. He, it was on his watch that the wall came down mm. when they go ahead and say, uh, no on Dolores said, yeah, as much as I love good old Ed, it's not, not even, not even a discussion now. All right. The next one, let's just move on. Melisandre. Hmm. So I don't know her background beyond what we've seen. Obviously she's been around for a minute. So like, I don't know what was going on. In those other many, whatever it is, hundred years. She was, uh, she was the thing. But just in terms of what I have seen on screen, I'm interested, Andrew. She right, did so let some me go cool through these. shit. <laughs> let me go through these. Uh, she did some smoke baby assassination, yeah. killed King Renly. Has anyone else? Can you name another smoke baby? She did some. She did some blood leech deal where she cursed Joffrey, mm-hmm. Balon Greyjoy, and Rob Stark. I think they all died. Yeah. They all died. Yeah. Uh, she. She's a Kingslayer. She brought Jon Snow back to life. Yeah, that's huge. And then ultimately in the Battle of Battle of Winterfell, you know, served as a kind of a last minute hero here. 
Mm-hmm. Last minute addition to the team, like a Johnny Cueto July ad, uh, <laughs> bringing in a, an ace pitcher, trading away the farm to, to bring in Melisandre, trade away your soul. You bring in the Red Witch, and uh, she sets your swords on fire. She did do that. Uh, there is the whole Shireen thing. <laughs> yeah, it's negative. <laughs> that is a. <laughs> it's that, like a. It's like an Adrian Peterson who got in trouble for beating, like, his, beating kids. his kids. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> like man, that guy's amazing. Except for the whole like that, or like the like Kobe Bryant. Like there was that whole rape thing. I think, or was did I get that right? right. Wasn't there? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, so like. Wow, this is amazing, but there's like this big thing like, that's just sitting you know, out there. Adrian Peterson, child abuse, he's he's gonna make the Hall of Fame. Like they're not gonna the baseball writers aren't gonna vote on that. So Good point. I think I think Melisandre has done enough to get in. Um is it but is it like a Pete Rose situation? Um, if we're going to start considering Pete Rose situations, there's very few actual good people on this program. <laughs> good point. Uh, there's not going to be anybody in the Hall of Fame. Good point. I, I, I'm tempted to put her in. I'm, I'm, I'm on we the fence. We put Tywin Lannister in, I think. So, like, he, he can get in or she All can right. get in. I'm in. I'm in. That's All right. Beric Dendarian. Beric's cool. Beric can come back to life. Beric can set his sword on fire. But I don't think Beric should be in the Hall of Fame. Agreed. Although I don't know his full background either. I think there was some cool shit he did, but I don't remember it. Uh, the last one, the night King. The night King was only in eight episodes, but I don't think that we should allow that duration to hamper us. Like Gail Sayers only played seven seasons in the NFL, Mm -hmm. but he's in the hall of fame. Uh, I think Doak Walker only played five seasons in the NFL, but he's in the hall of fame. The night King was such an important you know, existential force to all of the characters in the show that uh, he should uh, get in. Uh, let's think of what he did. Resurrected basically the whole North <laughs> uh, to from from dead to alive. Like that's some that's some big stuff. That's or at least bullshit. or not necessarily alive, but at least under his his control. Killed a dragon. No one else has done that. That is a unique statistic to him that is true and then almost took winterfell which is something that theon did but the night king (laughs) could not do i'm gonna keep stressing that (laughs) that is a knock i i tend to want to put him in mostly because of the hard home episode that's the one that really did it for me like the the whole like rising his arms up that became every meme ever like if you're very meme worthy, that is another like yeah. notch in your belt. Like I think that I think that's important because it's a lasting. It's like you know it's staying power. I think he's he's definitely had some staying power. Uh, I'm not too concerned that he went down the way he did because honestly it was a little tricky. Like she pulled some shit on him. Come on, like that was you know I don't know that we'll talk about that. But that was not an honorable honorable. Uh, uh, death. I mean, he, he he deserved better than that. He deserved to go down swinging with somebody rather than a little uh, tricky true like red drop of the old knife deal. But Andrew, he did die. Uh, he did not take Winterfell. I'm still tempted to put him in. Okay. Uh, I think he gets in. I think he's the Gale Sayers of you're, Gale Sayers of this program. You're forgetting a very important death. Oh, Leona Mormont. <laughs> yeah. I did forget Leona Mormont. Uh, <laughs> I've got a wildfire hot take about Liana that's All coming right. up. I'm going to save hold it. Back. We can hold well, back. What, what, do you think she gets in? No. 
Okay, I don't either. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to real quick, do a rookie of the year check-in. We've only had two new characters added. Uh, one is Harry something from the Golden Company. <laughs> <laughs> and the other is the little girl who guarded the crypts. Uh, I'm going to assume that she's the one who killed all of the the whites, all the dead people uh, in the crypts. Because we didn't actually see that. That happened off screen. So good for her. I think yeah. she's going to, she's a uh, number one with a bullet in uh, rookie of the year power rankings. Yeah. Not close right now. There's a lot of room to make up. Yeah. It's, it's her. Sorry, Harry. Yeah, Harry. <laughs> Harry uh, uh, Captain Harry. We're just going to call him Captain Harry. Captain Harry. Uh, what is it? Strickland. Harry Strickland. Captain <laughs> Harry Strickland. Okay, Kevin. Uh, that's enough for that. I think we should just spend the rest of this episode doing some wildfire hot takes. Wildfire. Stand clear. Stand clear. Andrew, I am stoked for these wildfire hot takes. Uh, we've got a number of them lined up here. I, I'm going to push it to you first. Do you have something cooking right now that you've got just that's really cooking inside with the fire? Give me some yeah, fire. so I, and this is probably a good one to start with because it's kind of an overview of the whole thing. But here it is, is that the Battle of Winterfell ended up being, you know, just the Western Conference finals. <laughs> okay. You know, it's because it, like it's not the finals. It's just the Western Conference finals. Now, it was tough. So it was just like a seven game series against Houston. And uh, the Night King was just James Harden playing ISO ball and wanting to do everything he said himself. So that's he got beat because he tried to do that. Tried to kill Bran by himself. He could yep. have had it done. Could have passed the ball. Mm -hmm. So you beat Houston, but now you, now you go to go to the finals and uh, face off against a Raptors team that just got Kawhi Leonard and the Golden Company. It's not going to be so easy. You know, you got a couple guys with sprained ankles. Most of your army died off. The Raptors and Cersei Lannister are going to be pretty tough. So, you know, episode three, this battle against the Night King, you know, if let's say the Night King and uh, Cersei were in the same different conferences, like it would have set up a little bit better, you know? Yeah. Sometimes the best two teams are in the same conference. That's what happened here. Yeah, definitely agree with that. That's a great take. We should get the commissioner to do uh, no conferences <laughs> to have the armies have to face off based on based on seed. And Cersei would have gone down a lot earlier if that would have happened. She kind of lucked time. into this. She lucked into this like LeBron does every year. That's right. Um, Andrew, I, I think Jon Snow was was definitely out coached by uh, Bill Belichick here. And, hmm. and he he. You know, he had generally speaking, the plan made sense, but he he scripted it out too much. He stuck to the script. You look down, mm. and oh god, we're down seventeen nothing. <laughs> mm -hmm. he, he should have abandoned the the scripted plays a little right. earlier. You know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, usually in the first quarter, like you have your first like twenty plays mapped out. Yeah, and that's what he did. Uh, so like, okay. Guys, here's our here's our first here's our game plan. Here's our first couple plays. We're gonna send the Dothraki in with their flaming swords. <laughs> then they're gonna come out at us. We're gonna fight them, and then we're gonna light the uh, trenches on fire, and we're good to go. That's all we need. And then hopefully the whole uh, Dracarys works, and we'll all go home. I'll go home. Like lift the Lombardi Trophy. Good to go. <laughs> actually, lift the uh, 
Lamar Hunt Conference Championship Trophy. <laughs> yeah, get it right. <laughs> and, then, and then we'll go to the Super Bowl. Uh, get it right. But that's not how it went down. I think once the uh, Dothraki did not come back, probably should have tossed away that game plan. Yeah. The script is brought yeah, everyone the script inside the castle walls. Uh, it wasn't going to work out. All right. Do you have another one? Uh, yeah. So this one's about dragon fights. Okay. Okay. So the dragon fights were pretty hyped up, like just generally, like ever since there was a dragon killed last season, we knew that there was going to be a showdown between the dragons. There was going to be the bad one versus the good two. And I think that it was pretty hyped up, but it ended up being as boring as another hyped up fight. Uh, and that's a Mayweather Pacquiao. Mm. And that we waited years and years and years for this Mayweather Pacquiao, <laughs> but there was just too much hype. You know, before that, they were like fighting, these dragons were like fighting different guys, like fighting the Lannister army earlier and fighting the slavers and Marine. But, you know, they just dominated. It's like there wasn't a real test. Like, you know what? Those dragons haven't fought anybody. They haven't fought anybody. <laughs> They're out of everyone's league. So finally we get this, this match set up after seasons and seasons. We've got dragons versus dragons. And it was mostly just them like circling each other in like a thick fog, like playing defense. Like no one was really trying to Boring. do anything because they didn't know what they were doing. It's very hard to tell who was winning, you know? So what I think it needed was uh, unofficial scorekeeper Howard Letterman mm. to jump in after each round and to give me a score. So like, I got this fight five <laughs> rounds to three. That's Drogon. I think the Viserion needs to land more fire to the face. We needed that. We needed someone from HBO boxing to come in and, and give us a little bit more like how, how we should be looking at this fight. Cause we have no way to judge this thing. Yeah. That's um, a good point. And then of course, in the end, it, it ended in a confusing draw where we thought that they all got knocked out, but they didn't, uh, they just kind of appeared or they kind of went away for a while. Like it was very confusing. So anyway, it, dragon fight as boring as Mayweather Pacquiao. And everyone is left shaking their heads. Like I paid $69 pay-per-view for this. I kind of want a rematch. Can we get some money but I back? Still, but I'll still pay for a rematch. My I'll stream was pay. terrible, too. <laughs> uh, all right, Andrew. I have one very similar to this. And it was all about, you hear, you hear people talking about how, how difficult it was to watch this because it was so dark and, you know, you couldn't tell who was winning and where what was going on. And it was just, you know, mayhem. And I decided, Andrew, this was kind of how I feel about watching hockey. Like if they would do the Ooh. thing where they light the puck, like oh if we yeah, could, if we could just Early light the puck, puck, puck yeah. highlight. Remember the puck highlight? Like if we could just light the puck, I think I would have un understood and appreciated the fight so much more. I, I was well, missing the lighted puck throughout the entire episode. And do you that's know why they got rid of that? They got rid of the the puck highlight because everybody got HD TVs and you can actually tell what was going on. That's a good point. In 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 hockey, uh, to all the people out there who said they couldn't see anything. First of all, don't have a poor person TV. Get a rich person TV. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And turn the lights off. We The second time we watched it, we turned the lights off. It was much better. You got to turn the lights off. You yeah. always have to watch it with the lights off. Come on. Right. That's like, that's like, like I think that's Game what people's problem was. It's all these West Coast people who had the the sun still out when they watched it. who were all mad. Us us uh, central timers and East Coasters, <laughs> uh, we, we enjoyed it much better because it was much darker out. That's a good point. 
Uh, I got one more, Andrew. Actually, I got a couple more. I've got so, I've got two good ones and then three bad ones. Okay, that's about what I got. Okay, so go ahead. Okay, um, this is kind of an ode to Beric Dondarrion. Hmm. This is I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame, but if this would be his case, okay, is that Beric is like the Joe Thomas of Game of Thrones. Joe hmm. Thomas, the left tackle for the Browns forever. Yes. He was a first pick, first round pick, and he was great. He essentially in this episode, he blocked for the quarterback, Aria, because he knew that she's the most important player. He blocked for her. You know, without him, it would have been all for naught. So he quietly, you know, gets paid top dollars. Uh, you know, has it has a 10 year career in this in this instance. He had an eight season career in this show, guarding Arya Stark. Uh, you know, he's going to enter the Hall of Fame, give a short and respectful speech and then never be heard from again. So Beric is the Joe Thomas of Game of Thrones. I like that. I can't remember any of the quarterbacks that he that he tried to block for. It was uh, uh, that's the only thing I don't like about <laughs> this is Arya's like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Joe Thomas. But your your point is very, very true. He He was the. He was very much a Joe Thomas. <laughs> well, I mean, you, I just feel you badly remember, for him that he was you can blocking. Remember for Johnny Football? Well, of he, course, that was one of them. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, that that's a good one. Uh, Andrew, I got one that's that's sort of kind of sports related. Just hang with me. So Melisandre shows up, right? Walks into the clubhouse and down into the locker room, and everyone gives her a look like. Uh, she's back. Oh God. She's coming through. Oh God. She's talking to us. It felt like Rachel Phelps, the owner of the mate in, in the, in the movie major league walking into the clubhouse. That's what it felt like to me. Uh, yeah. Like, you see what I'm you see what I'm going with. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, like kind of hot. I, I think though it, it, the difference is this time she brought like sweet bats and yeah. in this case, like fire swords. Well, in, in so, the like, second one, she brought, Remember, she actually did like bring the uh, the champagne in and, and tried to do this whole thing like win one for me and like and everyone was really confused because they thought everyone yeah. she hated it. like anyway that you're right though uh, it was uh, it was a little my, what I've learned is that if I'm gonna keep podcasting with you I need to watch more Major League Two because it's been several years since I've seen this and I'm gonna miss like eighty percent of your references. <laughs> It's like Wayne's World, Major League I, Two, I no and Color of Money recently, I think. Okay. <laughs> been the That's movies good. that I've referenced. That's good. <laughs> All right, um, go ahead. Uh, this is about Arya killing the Night King. Some, Ooh, people, like had these. Pro- Some people have a problem with that. Uh, but here, here's what I got to say. If you have something very important to do in your life, something that you need to trust someone with, let's say you have – money that you need to put away for your retirement you go ahead and you go get yourself a certified financial planner right you get someone who is legit who is looking out for your interest who has taken the education who has gotten the education about how to take care of you that's what happened here education pays off when you need to murder someone Mm -hmm. go get the expertise you need Go get the person who went to murder college, and that's Arya Stark. Did Jon <laughs> Snow go to no, murder college? Very much no. no. Did Daenerys Targaryen go to murder college? Nope. No. 
Arya Stark did. Let's go get the expert in the field and uh, get this taken care of. So this didn't shock me at all that she's the one that killed the Night King. Yeah, I, I had a quick Arya take, and I agree with that uh, very much. And I couldn't decide if Arya pulled a Jason Williams assist or if Arya pulled a LeBron throw it off the backboard to herself assist. Could you clarify which one you I, thought that I, was? I prefer to think of it as uh, Michael Jordan against the Lakers in the 1991 NBA Finals where he went up with his right hand. Mm-hmm. A guy went up to block okay. and he switched to his left hand uh, and then made the layup with his left hand. So in this case, the Night King had blocked her right arm or right hand, whatever mm-hmm. one it was. She switched to the left and then scored that way. So it's more of a technique for getting around the defense. Yeah, okay. I'll buy that. Kind of a little bit of a dream shake, too, you could even argue. Sure. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. I, I was um, struggling which one, which one it was, and and sounds like it was neither. That's that's just what I think. The <laughs> only other ones I think are uh, the Dothraki early first-round exit. Too bad for them. Yeah, that was a really, really early first round upset. Exit. Upset special. That was not that was not expected. I wanted to see those dudes, uh, and we we saw them for about twenty eight seconds. <laughs> and uh-huh. my my last one, and then I'll let you finish out. It's not much. I didn't really fully develop this take, but it's that Lady Mormont is all talk. She's like Nick Young. She's Ooh. just all talk. She actually Ooh. can't do anything. Wait a minute, though. Wait a minute, though. She she did kill him. I mean. Yeah, Nick Young could make a three here and there. He won a couple <laughs> game winners, but, like, he wasn't that good. <laughs> he, he talked a lot. He talked a lot. I couldn't come up with a good sports reference for Leanna Marmont, except that uh, she pulled off the uh, an excellent suicide squeeze. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Get it? Get it? Crunch, 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 crunch. Suicide squeeze. Scored at home though. Got the, got the, got the, got the, got the run. Got the run. Got in. the run home. Got the run <laughs> home. I got one more, Andrew, and I'm a little okay. concerned about this. We we've mentioned obviously that this was a big battle, but there's another battle to come. We know that, right? And right. I'm a little concerned for a few folks. I'm concerned for Ghost who ran out with the Dothraki and then magically appeared back. I mean, we didn't see him come back, but he was in the next time on. So spoiler alert, I think ghost is okay, but he had to get beat up a little bit. Right. And then Andrew, we definitely saw the dragons get, they were struggling, man. Like they were, they were, you know, getting, getting spiked and all kinds of stuff, getting overrun by the whites. And I was definitely concerned about them. So my point is this, I think we need to make sure that no matter what happens, I know we have three episodes left. We need to make sure that all of the animals get at least a 15 day DL stint. Like we need to give them a little rest. Would you agree right. with that? And are we really in a hurry? Skip a couple starts. Just skip a couple starts. Yeah, let the, just, let the yeah. shoulder soreness work out yeah. a little bit. <laughs> uh, we're going to skip the West Coast road trip and have have them ready for, uh, you know, have for our long homestand coming at the end of, end of May. Uh <laughs> You know, you know, we, we play, we go to the A's and then we go to the angels and then we go to the Mariners. Like yeah. it's just too rough on the puppies and the dragons. <laughs> when I keep them at home. I'm sleeping in their own bed and then they'll be ready. Then they'll be ready. I like that. And, and that's the most important thing. You don't want to rush them back, right? No, you don't, don't want, want to rush them back. back. Don't rush them back. No. All right, Andrew. I think that's the hot takes. Is that all the hot takes you got? 
That's all I got. All right, let's move on to the It Is Known prediction segment. It is known. It is known. It is known. It is known. All right, Andrew. I I have... I'm going to have to come up with these on the spot. I don't have any ready. I think you do, so I'm going to let you go first. Well, I just have a feeling that Jamie's going to go back to Cersei. I just Ooh, have this feeling. Really? Yeah. Cause like the, the, the great war is over and now like, where are Jamie's loyalties? You know what? They're still with, with Cersei. Like his big conflict with her is over. Yeah. You know, but they she, won. She wants to kill him. <laughs> yeah. She always wants to kill him. She wants to kill everybody. I guess that's just, that's just a Tuesday for Cersei. <laughs> That's that's an interesting one. I actually thought about that. I'm not sure if that's going to happen or not, because it is it is tricky. Like all of a sudden he returns and he's now marching not only against Cersei, but like against his army. You know, right, like so, give me this. Give me this. I'm not saying I'm not asking you if you think that she'll get he'll get back with her. But do you think that Jamie will kiss Cersei by the end of the season? Like in a. Either a like farewell or an F you or romantic in any form or fashion. Will that happen? Um, I, I would, I would say no. Okay. Are, I are say going, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. In are you going form, yes? I'm going yes. Okay. We right, double enough in this case of beer. <laughs> um, if the case of beer is a six pack, then yes, that's fine. Six packs. Fine. All right. I'll double or nothing. That. Have you, but be honest, have you seen some like trailer bullshit that you're pulling right now? No, no. You better, no. better not be lying to me. I this just that's a pretty uh, non-supported hot take. All right, if I go Twitter. see some trailer with that on it, you owe me two cases of beer. That's fine. It's yeah. not on a trailer. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't uh, first specific. I think we're gonna get a Pacquiao Mayweather rematch, <laughs> and I think that the two alive dragons will end up fighting each other. Now why? Because John and, and Danny aren't going to get along. You don't think so? No. See, that is an interesting... I, I need to figure all this out. Because now, all of a sudden, there's a true Game of Thrones, right? And this is... I need to talk this through for a second. Because we've had this, you're right, existential threat in the Night King. We've had all this stuff going on there and blah, blah, blah. And why do we care about any of this this quabbling going on down in King's Landing? Who gives a heck? Because we got this Night King coming and that's all that matters. Well, that's all out of the way now. And first of all, I want to say one thing, Andrew. I'm really happy about this. Because you know me. I'm not a big, like, fantasy dragon magic guy. And I'm I'm down for these last three episodes being, like, true kind of, you know, art of war, trying to figure out who's going to take, you know, medieval throne type of nonsense. I, I'm into that. Give me all of that. So I'm I'm actually really stoked for these last three episodes. And I'm fine that this Night King thing got figured out early in this season. So that's my first, I guess, take. Not really a prediction. But I need some help trying to figure out. So we got Danny on one side. We might have John on another side who might who probably has a better claim to the throne, correct? Correct. And then we've got Cersei obviously doing her shit. Uh, we've got... May I mean, is there anybody else? I mean, you could say like, you know, Gendry has a claim or whatever, but like, I'm, I'm not going there. Uh, 
You should at least be familiar with it. The Gendry would have a theoretical claim. He has a theoretical claim. You, I mean, uh, Euron. <laughs> it's like he's uh, a power player. Power he's a power player. player. Uh, otherwise, like a, like Tyrion's not going to sit on the throne. Sansa, probably not. I mean, she seems to be pretty tied to the whole North thing. And then. You know what? What else? I mean, is that who am I missing? Is it? Is it it's yeah, really I mean, comes down the playoffs three, are set. Right? I mean, the bracket's set. It's those three. Like right. the one seeds are John, Danny, Cersei, and no, it's just three. We don't need to have a. We have three people. one seeds. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the other one seeds Gonzaga. We just assume they're not yeah, going to. They'll it. lose in the second round. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, but then you've got a couple other ones. I mean, you've got Gendry out there, like maybe Sansa, maybe you know. A handful of other folks, okay. but they don't it's matter. Really like it's all, it's all about, it's going to be a chalk. And, uh, but like, you know, once we get to the final four of, uh, Danny, Cersei, John, and Texas tech, then <laughs> we'll, we'll really, you know, it's, it's anyone's game. It's anyone's game. I'm, I'm very interested in this. So do you have a prediction? Cause I think we should walk out of here without, cause these last three episodes, we're going to start seeing some of this develop. Uh, who is what is your prediction right now for who's going to sit on the Iron Throne at the end of episode, whatever it is? Is it six, six. or seven? Six. Six. I'm going to say Jon Snow, and he's going to hate it. Ooh. Like he's the one guy who actually doesn't want it, and I think that this show rewards uh, people who don't want things. Because <laughs> uh, because Danny's a climber, Cersei's a schemer. Uh, they're not going to get there it's gonna come back and bite them i think john john's a guy who wanted to die john john was like uh, you know i died once i'm coming back to do one more thing and then i'm gonna peace out again he's gonna end up having to be in charge and he's gonna hate his life i'm a little one like it this is tricky because obviously george R. R. martin has not finished these books do you think he told the showrunners i know that they've they got like bullet points right that they kind of operated from for a while, but now they're kind of off doing their own thing with this a little bit. Do you think that, that he at least told them who he plans to have at the end? Yeah. They said that on 60 minutes, they did. Anderson Cooper did an interview with uh, okay. George railroad. And he said, the endings will be the same, not necessarily for the minor characters or the secondary characters, but for the main plot of the story, it'll be the same. So hot pie will not be on the, Iron Throne is what you're saying. I'm not saying that. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, I I I think I'm with you that Jon Snow will will ultimately be there. I that was who I was going to say before you said it. So now I kind of wish I would have said someone else. I don't think it's going to be Danny though. So it's like Dan, like Cersei or or Jon Snow. I you know, don't... like Cersei is a realistic possibility. I know. Like actually, she's the leader in the clubhouse right now, right? Like right. she's got the army. She's got the seat. You need to come take her belt, right? Like you have to unseat her. Like that's that's tougher than it sounds. And so I don't know. I, I I'm willing to maybe I actually have a bet right now for Cersei. I, I bet on Cersei and the Night King. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because Night King not looking great. Not not, looking not impossible. Good. Like maybe they can like reconstitute him. I don't know how that works. <laughs> not looking good. Will we see any more White Walkers or Night King or anything like that the rest of the season? You know, I, I just have a feeling that there's something else out there. I don't know what it is. Like, we got such a clean resolution to that. Yeah. You know, I can't remember what 
what reference this is, but like the the quote is like, did you think that I would stake the future of humanity on a fist fight? That is essentially what this was, is that, you know, it was a battle. It seems like the Night King is a little bit more than than that. So maybe there's something else out there or maybe not. I don't know. It seems like that there's there's always that possibility, though. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, that's tricky. Is the is the the wall even matter anymore? Is the night watch even matter anymore? Is that will winter no longer? Are they have to change the stark words? <laughs> um, I mean, is this? The, I have so many questions about this, and frankly, I'm, I've, I don't think I'm going to get answers. But that's okay. Uh, let's move on, Andrew. Unless you have anything else, anything else? I that? don't. All right, let's move on to the old Book of Brothers. Book of Brothers. I've always dreamed about having a brother. All the great deeds of all the great kings, God. That is correct. Andrew, how is it that you get into the Book of Brothers? Well, Kevin, it's very simple. We need you to go to iTunes and leave a review, a five-star review, uh, and leave your name, and we will enter you give you a nickname and list your great deeds in the book of brothers. And every week on this here podcast, we will um, induct you into the book of brothers and, and read your great deeds. How about that? Well, Andrew, we've got three new folks that are going to be added to the book of brothers. I'll go first. We got Hunter. Andrew Hunter was renowned in the realm for his experimental science. Sometimes you'd hear shrieks and explosions from his lab just outside King's Landing. His most famous experiment was extracting blood from frozen mosquitoes near the wall to recreate DNA from age-old animals. He wanted to monetize these creations, which resembled early dragons. And you might know him for his theme park on a remote island near Dorne, Dragon Park. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There like you go. There you go. <laughs> I like that. I, you know, like that, that exists in a world where there there could have been like a dragon theme park. Like right. you could have gone on vacation to like a but dragon it's, theme but park. But it's called Dragon, dragon Park. Dragon. Welcome to Dragon Park. <laughs> dragon, whatever you said it was. So there you go, Hunter. Welcome to the Booker Brothers. All right. I've got the single, the one. Uh, and this is your mom. I think so. I'm not actually sure. <laughs> so it's if it's not my mom, like that's also awkward. But like, she let's also, just she assume it name. might. She didn't leave her name, but I'm gonna. She, I'm, I wrote this assuming it was your mom. That's probably a, a good sign that it's not my mom. The fact that she forgot to leave her name or okay. didn't leave her name. So uh, I, it was like Hawk Mom, and I'm pretty sure like that would be her. Yeah. So go ahead. Well, and I she left this a comment to that she's left to me before, so I'm, I'm pretty sure it is your mom. Okay. All right. Uh, so this is, I, I, I apologize <laughs> if I, I actually am using a user first name here because it's important to the book of brothers of entry. This is her uh, but this is uh Marsha and uh, Marsha Mathers <laughs> is the nickname. And uh, Marsha Mathers grew up in a storms End housing project at an early age. She took to a life of crime. There was, she was only good at two things, stealing cars and battle rapping. After being discovered by a record producer from King's Landing, she released several records, mostly making fun of Christopher Reeve. <laughs> Marsha Mathers, welcome. Marsha Mathers. Welcome to the Book of Brothers. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, all right, Andrew. I've got one here. Rob 
the hotelier. Rob started out with partial ownership of a small inn on the King's Road. When he found he had a gift for his hospitality skills, he bought out his partners and renamed the inn Mary Rob. He began building more inns throughout the realm with names such as Revidence Inn by Mary Rob, Courtyard by Mary Rob, and the famous J.W. Mary Rob in King's Landing, which is, Andrew, the preferred hotel of Cersei's guests. No matter what hotel of Rob's that you're in, you can always find a copy of that seven pointed star in the drawer underneath the, uh, <laughs> 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 so, so there you go, Rob, welcome to the book of brothers. Welcome to the book of brothers, Rob, Marsha and Hunter. I think Hunter Hunter. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, I, I think that's it. Andrew. That was a great episode. Anyone saying that it sucked is wrong. Don't listen to them. Even worse, if they say it's problematic, turn off the podcast, hit pause, go leave a one-star review, and go ahead and delete the podcast from your uh, phone or app or whatever you're listening to. Then go on Twitter and find the actual podcast, tell them they're wrong, and then block them and report them for spam. Okay, that's all the things you have to do if you hear that from another podcast. You are not going to hear that from this podcast, though. No, just listen to ours again because we're way better. That's exactly right, Andrew. I got nothing else. Let's get out of here. Until next week, Andrew, Valamagolis. Valado Hyrus. 